Just a brief note from the editor. This mini-interview for the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable was conducted on Thursday, April 24th, 2014, the day before the big announcement from Disney that Star Wars continuity would be changing quite a bit. Bear that in mind as you listen to the episode. You're listening to the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable, the official Star Wars Rebels discussion podcast of StarWarsReport.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RebelsRoundtable, on Twitter at RebelsRound, or through our website, RebelsRoundtable.com. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, so strap yourselves in and welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to this special exclusive bonus content for Rebels Roundtable. Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable is a new podcast focusing specifically on Star Wars Rebels, which is set to premiere later this year. I am one of the several hosts that you'll be hearing through the show, one of the panelists, Nathan P. Butler. You may know me from uh, Star Wars Beyond the Films, which is also part of the Second Airborne Division, as it's called, the podcast network over here at StarWarsReport.com. The idea is that as we're leading into Rebels, we didn't want to stop. We are currently in the process of releasing episodes that are for Clone Wars Season 6, or the Lost Missions, that are done in the Republic Forces Radio Network style. They are being released through the Republic Forces Radio Network feed and website, but then we're also releasing those episodes as a prelude here, a lead-in, to our show about Star Wars Rebels. But over here... As you're hearing this, you're getting exclusive content that only shows up in this feed, including some special mini-interviews with the members of the creative team for the show so you can get a sense of who we are if you're not familiar with us, especially if you were listening to Beyond the Films but not to RFRN. Get a chance to meet the team members from there. Riley kicked this off just recently with a quick little mini-interview with me, and now he has turned the reins over, and I'm going to be conducting the little mini-interviews with the other members of the team here as we lead into the new show. Uh, this time with me, I have a man who it's easy to disagree with, it apparently uh, <laughs> seems to be, uh, and that is Mr. Barrett Lawton. Barrett, um, you and I have been together for so long on RFRN, it's, it's, it's weird to be in the position of interviewing you. Welcome, welcome to the uh, interview suite, so to speak. Thank you very much, Nathan. It's good to be here. It's good to have this symbiotic turn of podcasts between Republic Forces Radio Network and now Rebels Roundtable under the Star Wars report. So it's kind of it's kind of fun, Nathan. It's kind of fun. And yes, you know, I started with I started working with you I think in the second season of The Clone Wars when the second season started and I was enhancing your segments on Star Wars Action News for a long time. In fact, you know, your segments were kind of kind of my favorites because you were always getting into the really chronological points and really giving Republic Forces Radio Network uh, that uh, Janesha Qua was what do you call it <laughs> where uh, you know you've actually worked with Star Wars and actually done some legitimate things uh, with Star Wars being an author of a few things so it's it was very exciting to work with you I'm still excited every time you know I work with you Nathan it's like talking to a celebrity really uh- 
Ah, see, 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 flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. Um, I have to do that before we start arguing. You know, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I got to say, it's funny. I've said so many times recently that this has been one of my favorite times. In fact, my favorite time ever doing podcasting was working on Beyond the Films and RFRN at the same time. And it, it's been an unusual thing that our dynamic has seemed to be not combative ever, but we seem to disagree a lot and yet a lot of times still wind up coming around to the point where we can sort of see each other's perspective, even though we're like, yes, I see where you're going with that, but you're still full of crap, basically. <laughs> when it comes down to it, it's very difficult to disagree with someone who has as much invested and as much Star Wars knowledge that you have. And uh, but it doesn't you don't intimidate me, Nathan. I'll disagree. Even that's if good, I'm that's wrong. Like, everyone needs someone to challenge them. So <laughs> yes. Okay, so one of the things that we really haven't ever done, because we, of course, picked up, I mean, uh, when you and I started working together with Republic Forces, I think you had already been a part of it. So it was one of those times when Arnie was in the process of scaling it down from being something where we had a live show and people were just kind of jumping in from time to time. And I happened to be someone who would jump in from time to time um, to actually creating a core group that would constantly cycle through uh, like a stable of hosts and such. So kind of coming in in the midst of that, there never really was an introduction, really, that we have done in great detail. I mean, I guess a little bit that you would appear previously on one of our other podcasts, but it's just sort of one of those things that's never really come up. So uh, it should be interesting to hear your thoughts, especially on the first couple of these four primary questions we want to get into here. So first one here is, how did you originally become a Star Wars fan? How did I? You know, I have a similar story to you, to your story, Nathan. You know, I'm a little bit older than you. I was born in 1976, so I didn't get to see the first Star Wars movie. And if my parents took me to the first Star Wars movie, I don't remember it. But I did go to an Empire Strikes Back drive-in movie. And my cousin, who was about 16, 15, 16 at the time, actually had a date. And he took my brother and I to the drive-in his date actually was in a different car, and my brother and I got to sit in my cousin's car watching Empire Strikes Back. And I have a vivid memory of, you know, we were a little bit late, but I have a vivid memory of where it was Vader in his chamber, his hyperbaric chamber, where the helmet is being lowered down on his skull and he turns around. And that scared the crap out of me you know, as a kid. And I think from then I was hooked. And of course, I remember very well Return of the Jedi. Having, I think I saw Return of the Jedi as a kid probably 10 times in the theater. Because at that time in the 80s, if you bought a ticket and you just stayed in the theater, you know, they never cleared the room really. And you could just continuously watch movie after movie after movie. So I've been a fan for a long time, as long as I can remember. And as far as I know, uh, Empire Strikes Back was the first movie that I ever saw. And it really made an impact on me. Very nice, very nice. So you uh, you precede me a little bit there as far as uh, the agent experience goes. Uh, I got to say, you know, that scene, I think when I was young, it, it didn't even strike me. But yeah, that is a really creepy scene when you only see the back of his bizarre veined head and everything. It, um, it was creepy. It was, And then, you know, there's a lot of creepy things in that movie. Hands getting chopped off and stuff like that. You know, you have the father thing. You being at a drive-in seeing it, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, no, I am your father caused a lot of people to, to, to stop making out and actually pay attention to the film and everything. <laughs> um, 
so a similar path, I think that listeners to Rebels Roundtable are going to find that the ages of this particular podcast team tend to be a little bit older than some of the newer podcasts out there where we have folks who are relatively young, kind of like you know I was and you were you know, back in the day whenever we really started to get into the Star Wars podcasting with uh, Venganza and such. But it's interesting that, we, that our stories sort of coincide in that sense. I've got to wonder what we're going to see whenever we get uh, uh, Jonathan and Jen and Dan and Mark in here to talk about this. I, I know Mark became a fan, I think, a little bit later, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting dynamic here. Okay, so second question. How do you usually express your fandom? I mean, is it collecting? And if it is collecting, what do you tend to collect? Is it, you know, reading comics or novels? Is it actually creating stories like fanfic? Uh, is it doing costuming? Uh, in what way do you usually express your Star Wars fandom beyond basically the, the internal stuff, the way that people might uh, uh, notice? You know, I, I consider myself a big Star Wars fan. You know, and that's pretty relative depending on how seriously you take this universe. And what I usually do, you know, I, I try to dabble in a little bit of everything. I do a lot of costuming when I go to the different conventions and different events they have, like May the 4th is coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if this will air before May the 4th <laughs> actually comes up. But, you know, May the 4th, things like that, where they do some costuming, when they release a new movie and they do some costuming. I, I really, my family really does enjoy doing that. And I do some collecting. My primary focus on collecting is the three and three quarter inch figures. I collect a lot of the vehicles. I'm mostly a mint on card collector, mint in box collector. But over the years, I've been finding that opening the figures and playing with them a little bit and being able to pose them is a lot more fun than just having something in a box sitting on your shelf. So I'm kind of becoming a hybrid collector uh, trademark, if nobody's coined that term yet, where some of my things I'm opening, some of my things I'm not. And as far as, you know, the books and stuff go, I try to read a book now and then. You know, you always recommend certain books that are very good and certain books that are not so good but are worth a read and certain books that are not worth a read. And I listen to a lot of your segments and I take uh, a lot of your advice on what to read. So I'm currently reading right now the second Death Troopers book, Red Harvest. And I actually started that reading that book when it came out and put it down. I just picked that back up. So I am pretty far back from reading. I do not create any fan fiction of myself. I do read that and I will support that because I, I think some of the fan fiction out there actually kept the Star Wars universe going for a long time and kept the interest there the grassroots interest there when we had some lull in the official uh, literature and merchandise and stuff that came out so yeah i support that but i'm not as creative as some of the people out there it's kind of hard when you ask how much to, how what's your fandom like because you could be a really hardcore fan and not have any action figures on your desk uh, you know, try to wear a watch that beeps the Star Wars, maybe have your ringtone. So I'm kind of right in the middle there. I'm right where kind of where my wife uh, allows me to be <laughs> without <laughs> embarrassing that, her. That's the key right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I am learning this now. Uh, approach the one year anniversary. There, there, there is this. There's the this is the podcasting time. Now, how long are you guys going to take this time? Now, should I add an hour like I normally have to? Uh, <laughs> That sort of thing. It's, it's a fine line. You know, you start getting, you know, nothing in the front room, you know, nothing in the bedroom, nothing in the front room, you know, so you have to 
keep things a certain place. So, but she allows me, and she's kind of fun. I, 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 I assume Jody would costume with you if you were the costuming type. Oh, shoot, she'd probably do it before I would. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I look too much like Harry Potter to pull off a Jedi. That's why I've got the new glasses <laughs> and the goatee stuff going on. Um, you know, and, and just to kind of to segue off of that, it's not technically the official third question here, but one of the things that has also been interesting to me as, as we've done RFRN together over the years, I mean, all of us together, is that you've got some members of the team who are parents and some who aren't, and that sometimes that will change the perspective in a lot of ways of what we're doing. Do you and your son do a lot of Star Wars fandom stuff together? Or is it more just kind of whatever he's interested in you go with? Or does he share the fandom or play into your own? Like, do you do conventions and stuff together? How's that work? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things about being part of the Vengaza family is uh, Arnie and Marjorie are always getting these invites to cover these certain events. And uh, I live on the West Coast, Southern California. And anytime there's an event out here, besides the regular convention, San Diego Comic-Con, WonderCon, D25 or D15, whatever Disney's is, there'll be events at Disneyland, Downtown Disney, Legoland, stuff like that when they have things to announce and to show. And uh, Arnie always asks me, he says, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to take your son with you down there and get his perspective? And I always jump at that chance. So Pharaoh has been with me uh, from the start. Uh, we have covered a lot of events. Pharaoh has been able to be with me and meet a lot of people, a lot of the the stars that uh, were at these events. And we costume and we go. And it's just, it's, it's really a good time. He's kind of a very experienced, kind of an OG, what we call in the hood. He's kind of an OG of the red carpet. And he really does not um, get to excited about meeting people anymore it's pretty funny but yeah i take him it's pretty fun um he is starting to get a little older now when we did a couple of the republic forces radio network shows arnie had uh, you know he had had a suggestion of maybe we have some of the people who did have children some of the hosts who did have children give their take ask their children to give their take on some of those ahsoka podcasts where ahsoka was helping with the, the new jedi with gunji and and all that and he really enjoyed it. But now he's older now. He's nine. So I expect him to be on call. And if we need him for Rebels Roundtable, I expect him to uh, step up to the plate. So we've talked about RFRN and such here. And we've worked together on that for quite a while. And that means I've got a chance to hear your thoughts on a lot of the Clone Wars at this point. But as the time we're recording this, we haven't actually recorded our thoughts on the very last of the arcs from Season 6. So there really hasn't been a chance yet to get your sense of Clone Wars as a whole with this new addition added to it. So just kind of in general, what did you think of the Clone Wars overall now that it is all said and done? You know, the Clone Wars, as far as Star Wars and the Star Wars family, was kind of its own beast. I mean, if we look back to animated Star Wars... They really never really took themselves very seriously. If we look back to what we had, we had the Ewoks, we had the droids cartoon, we had the holiday special, you know. So when you have a Star Wars cartoons or even CGI, when you have the Lego specials, Star Wars on TV never really took itself seriously. And I think Clone Wars, when it first came out, was the first Star Wars animated feature to actually try to take itself seriously. And it was made with the intent 
to tell the story in continuity of of a big piece what was missing you know it was it was to tell the story of the clone wars we've heard about it since episode 4 when obi-wan mentions it and now we're going to see it so it was made with the intention of being canon as far as i understood it now you know when you get into canon with <laughs> with us star wars fans i can open up a lot of doors you know that but as far as i understood it was the first one made to actually be canon and tell a story that has not been told before and it's up until that point that wasn't the case and then when we get introduced to all these new characters and we're finally getting to see darth vader as a hero and you know ahsoka and how controversial i don't know why it was so controversial well, actually i do when she got introduced to what we got at the end of season six and i think what we started with and what we got at the end was very different. They may not have been totally different, but it was very different all the way from the way the stories were told to the way that animation progressed and and matured over the seasons. And it was surprising. You know, a lot of it didn't really feel like Star Wars. You know, I got that a lot, you know, but they were very good shows. I think that as time goes by, people will be a lot kinder to the Clone Wars. We did get a lot of backstory. We did get a lot of development on characters, both from the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. I think that it could have gone on for a couple more seasons, especially with some of the things that we saw in season six on just how good they got and how well they were able to bring these stories to us. I think it could have went on a little bit longer. But I was very, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the Clone Wars. I think it was amazing. I think everybody did a really good job. When I would go to the conventions and I was able to ask Filoni a couple questions, he always was very honest and everything he basically said came true. He's never really tried to be dishonest. He was for the fans. I think it's well known that maybe his hands were tied a little bit when it came to doing certain things. And I think now with Rebels, uh, I think that his hands might be a little bit more untied to do what he wants. But overall, I think the Clone Wars was a success. I think it brought in and kept younger viewers uh, interested in Star Wars, ready to jump right on to what we're going to be uh, seeing next. Uh, and that segues nicely into the last of the four mini interview questions here for us, which is, what do you expect and what do you hope for with... Star Wars Rebels. Ooh, what do I expect? I I think expectations are high. I think expectations are very high. One, because of the success that the Clone Wars has made in the latter seasons, uh, winning Emmys and releasing the last season on Netflix, so I think got pretty much even reviews in the Star Wars community on how well the shows were produced. I think the expectations are high. I think they're very high. The Rebel cartoon is a lot closer to what Filoni originally envisioned for his Clone Wars. If you go back and listen to some of uh, the early interviews from Filoni on StarWars.com or the old StarWars.com, I'm not sure since they've rebooted that site if they still have those old interviews, but he basically described a show that he wanted to do, which is exactly what Rebels is, 
was a band of people in a ship who were going from place to place having certain adventures. That's what he wanted the Clone Wars originally to be. And I think that we're going to get in Rebels what Filoni originally wanted for Clone Wars. So I'm pretty excited about that. So what I, what I hope to see in Rebels is I hope to see a lot of fun adventures. I hope to see and I hope to see and feel the original trilogy. You know, I mentioned before that the Clone Wars always didn't feel Star Wars-ish. Or if it was Star Wars, maybe it did feel Star Wars, but it was more prequel trilogy Star Wars feeling. I hope that this gives us that old school original trilogy feeling where I wanted to be in that ship. You know, I wanted to be a Jedi. I wanted to learn the ways of the Force. I wanted to run away from the Empire. You know, we could take on the, the whole universe, you know, if you're lucky enough. And I, I just hope to get that feeling again. You know, give me some real villains. You know, it's going to be a cartoon. So, you know, I probably won't see heads being lopped off and stuff like that. But I think it's a great opportunity to get a little darker with the Empire looming and introduce us to some great new characters. You know, we always need new characters in the Star Wars universe. Very true. Hopefully we'll get something that winds up being a great uh, premiere, a great pilot episode uh, that doesn't require trying to watch something while people are making out in the background in other cars uh, this time around. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining me here, Baron. Folks, you can look forward to hearing Baron and all the other members of the Star Wars Reports Rebels Roundtable on the show. It is rebelsroundtable.com that will send you over to the section of starwarsreport.com that is for Rebels Roundtable. Uh, you can also follow us, of course, on Twitter at Rebels Round. You can also connect with us on Facebook, where we do a lot of conversing, which is at facebook.com slash Rebels Roundtable. Be sure to keep an eye on this feed, though, because there are more of these mini-interviews to come, plus a special Data Burst episode uh, where Baron's going to tell us a little bit about his experience at WonderCon coming up, actually next in the feed after this episode here. So stay tuned, and uh, thank you very much for listening to this bonus content. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable. Interact with us online at facebook.com slash rebelsroundtable or on Twitter at rebelsround. Also, be sure to visit rebelsroundtable.com when looking for an episode directory of the show. The Rebels Roundtable team is proud to carry on the legacy of Venganza Media's Republic Forces Radio Network podcast. We invite you to visit RepublicForces.com's archive section to hear many of the team members' thoughts on the Clone Wars, droids, Ewoks, and the Clone Wars micro-series. And check out Star Wars Beyond the Films, the official Expanded Universe podcast of StarWarsReport.com, hosted by Nathan and Mark, which you can find amongst the 2nd Airborne Division podcast network on StarWarsReport.com.